0: This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. Dream On by Paul Eckert
1: Done. Won't be long now. Paper's on the table.
2: Darla. I'll
1: be right there, just getting the eggs ready now.
2: But, Darla, you... Oh, my God, I'm dreaming. I mean, this is a dream.
1: That's right, my little piggy. It's a dream. Looks like I'm your dream girl. <laughs>
2: well, like a nightmare, and don't call me that. You know I don't like it. Oh,
1: don't be pooey, Robert, darling. You know early morning arguments give me a headache.
2: Darla, you can't have a headache when you... are da
1: da Here, I've cooked your favourite. Bacon and egg with mushrooms and lashings of toast. You tuck in, darling. I'll see how the coffee's coming along.
2: What the hell is going on? It's
1: just a dream, darling. Nothing to worry about.
2: Having a dream about my ex-wife cooking bacon and egg is nothing to worry about.
1: Of Course not, silly. Not unless you let those eggs go cold.
2: Even if my ex-wife is dead?
1: Oh, darling, don't be so morbid. Shall I butter the toast? Do you want marmalade or do you want to decide when you've finished your bacon?
2: This is very disturbing.
1: Oh, little Piggy, you worry too much. I always used to say that.
2: All you used to say was I worry too much about money.
1: Oops. Got it wrong. Silly me. Now, where did I put that scoreboard? Oh,
2: for God's sake, don't start all that again.
1: Must find our little scoreboard so I can mark down one point for Piggy. We don't want little Piggy to forget how many arguments he's won now, do we?
2: Do you know, this is exactly how I remembered you. I mean, this is exactly how I remembered our life together.
1: Mm, Endless Sunday mornings with perfectly cooked breakfasts.
2: Endless tension punctuated with angry arguments.
1: No one's angry here, darling. Although I think I might get a little bit miffed if you let that breakfast go cold.
2: I can't eat this, not even in a dream.
1: Why ever not? Do you uh, know where the mustard is?
2: Second shelf, somewhere at the back. Thing is, darling, I don't eat... Well, that is to say, we're vegans now.
1: Don't vegans eat mustard? Mustard, yes.
2: Smoked bacon, no.
1: Oh, poor little piggy. Won't she let you eat meat anymore?
2: Don't call me that. Not that it's any of your dead business, but it was a joint decision. Okay. Really. Yes, really. She, Fiona, doesn't stop me from doing anything I want to do.
1: But you can't eat meat.
2: I don't want to eat meat. Why? Why what?
1: Why don't you want to eat meat?
2: Oh look, this is ridiculous. We we aren't married anymore. You're not even alive anymore. I I don't have to answer your stupid questions, not ever again. In fact, you're not even supposed to come near me.
1: Injunctions don't cover dreams, darling.
2: They bloody well should. Coffee? No, I I don't want coffee. I don't want bacon and eggs, and I don't want to have a dream with you in it. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to sit here with my eyes closed and wait until I wake up.
1: Mm, Sit here with my eyes closed? (laughs) look at you. Sitting there with a big pout on those puffy lips. I'm not
2: pouting. And I don't have puffy lips. And I am not opening my eyes.
1: But if you don't open your eyes, darling, you can't see how big my knife
2: is. Get away
1: from me. <laughs> darling, it's only a joke.
2: Not funny.
1: What's the matter, little piggy?
2: Don't call me that.
1: Won't you even let you have a sense of humour?
2: I've told you, she doesn't stop me doing anything. Unlike you, darling, she is not a scheming little control freak. She, Fiona, allows me to have a mind. To use that mind to enjoy myself and have my own personal freedom.
1: But you're still not allowed to eat meat.
2: Because I choose not to.
1: I think you're scared of her. Ah, Now
2: you're being ridiculous. I
1: think that you are so scared of her that you will not even eat meat in a dream. Poor little piggy. Poor, scared little piggy. I've
2: told you not to call me that.
1: Oh. Just like the good old days. The happy threesome. Me, you and your temper. One happy family. For
2: God's sake. Some toast. Why am I having this dream?
1: Unresolved issues.
2: About being a vegan.
1: Perhaps cream. What? Cream in your coffee.
2: Yes, of course, cream. You know I never have milk. It makes the coffee... What am I saying? Darla, we can't have this conversation. Quite despite the fact that you have long since ceased to be a part of my fantasies, you are dead. You died over a year ago. Did I? Because I never found the body. But that's the typical drama queen in you, isn't it?
1: Oh, don't be a nasty piggy. You know I was unhappy... You made me unhappy,
2: Robert. Clothes on the beach and no suicide note. I often wondered if you wanted it to look like murder.
1: Maybe it was.
2: And you did it all on the day of our divorce, theatrical to the last. Well,
1: I am an actress, darling, and I thought the writer in you would appreciate the sentiment, or at least the grand gesture, assuming there is any writer left in
2: you. Now, what's that supposed to mean? (laughs) Oh, forget it. I-, I am done with your mind games. Do you know what that did to me? Being told by the police that you were dead. Do you know what it did to me? It was your choice.
1: No, it wasn't. It was hers. Fiona, your devoted agent. A little too devoted, as it turns out. She
2: rescued my career. And then
1: buried it again. That
2: is not true. Of
1: course it is. You know it is. What are you writing now? Nothing. You haven't written a thing since you married her. Oh,
2: you're very well informed for a corpse.
1: Darling, the truth is she only married you to get her hands on the other half of your royalties.
2: Fiona married me because she loved me.
1: Loved? (laughs) Something you want to tell me.
2: Loves me. More than you ever did. Now, get out of my head. I I can't believe I'm still having dreams about you.
1: Perhaps you should have never left me. It would
2: have been difficult to stay together seeing as you're dead.
1: Oh, but if we had stayed together, I wouldn't be dead. Toast.
2: And even if you weren't dead, well, well after that night... Darling? That night, after my birthday, up at the country cottage, that night when darling? you... Darling! With the knife, when you... Mustard! Why am I having this dream?
1: Your mind is hungry. It, it craves something it can't get in the waking world. Now, Listen, darling. Don't think of this as a full English... Think of it as an intellectually stimulating sausage.
2: What? <laughs> Odd. i have forgotten you could make me laugh.
1: And I make good food, too, which is currently getting cold.
2: How can you get cold in a dream?
1: Be- because otherwise it wouldn't be right. Right? In tune with nature. The reality of the real world must always be realised, otherwise the dream can't probably exist.
2: Where would you read that? The Guardian? <laughs> and what about flying? Hmm? Now, that's not in tune with nature. What about those dreams?
1: Those are other dreams. They aren't like this one.
2: What does that mean?
1: It means soon your breakfast will be cold and awful and you'll have missed the chance to eat bacon and eggs with garlic mushrooms. Come on, darling. What are you afraid of? This is just a dream. Why don't you simply enjoy it?
2: Garlic mushrooms. Oh, you're always good with them.
1: <laughs> Thank you, darling.
2: And that uh that bacon does smell good, mm. and
3: uh
2: mm. and if you know, if it's only a dream, I guess it won't really matter. Okay. Well I'm here, pass me the mustard. Thanks. And I think I would like some brown sauce. Brown sauce? Hey, if this is my dream, I'm gonna have brown sauce. <laughs> oh god, that tastes so good. More toast, please. Already? Yeah, I want to make a bacon sandwich (laughs) with mushrooms and and sausage and brown sauce and let's have some more coffee. (laughs) And then Uh, afterwards... I I, I want some more bacon... Oh, dear. God, that tastes good. Another egg, please. Robert!
4: Um, And the sausage! Robert, wake up! Wake up What? What's wrong? You were talking in your sleep. What? Was I?
2: Sorry, I, I was um dreaming. It, it, it was this really intense dream where Yes I, Um not sure really. You know what our dreams are they uh, fade so quickly.
4: You were saying you wanted bacon. What?
2: <laughs> well, uh, let's hope that's not some veiled reference to liking pigs too much.
4: Not funny.
2: No. Obviously not. It was just a dream, Fiona. Hmm. Oh, come on. Come for a cuddle and we can get back to sleep.
4: Robert, your breath—it it smells of—smells of meat.
2: Don't be ridiculous.
4: Oh, it stinks of it. It's that brown sauce I can smell.
2: Only if you're some kind of dream bloodhound. What do you mean? Nothing. It's just, in this stupid dream, I ate bacon with brown sauce, but it was a dream. I can't possibly smell of it.
4: I thought you said you couldn't remember your dream. Oh, well, you know how it is. Bits and pieces come back. Do you think I'm an idiot? What's that supposed to mean? Your breath stinks of meat. You've obviously sneaked out and had a bacon sandwich from that grubby caravan down the road. Fiona, I told you I haven't eaten any meat. In fact, I haven't done that for a long time. Just like you haven't had a cigarette for a long time. Oh, come on, that's totally different. You know full well how upsetting meat is to me, especially after my mother suffered for years with stomach complaints, all related to the consumption of red meat. Yes,
2: yes, I know, I know. God knows you've told me often enough.
4: Well, I'm sorry to have bored you with my mother's problems. What I can't understand is why you can't just admit you've eaten meat. Because you wouldn't speak to me for a week. Is that a
2: confession? No, of course not. I I was just trying to make a point Oh,
4: of course. One of Robert's famous points. God forbid that you should lose an argument. Sometimes I wonder if you keep a scoreboard in your head. What did you say? Forget it.
2: Okay. Okay, let's just calm down a little. Come back to bed. We can talk about this like civilised humans.
4: Too late. I have to get ready for work. We can talk later, if you're here.
2: Now, what's that supposed to mean? Oh, great. What a fantastic start to the day.
4: Oh, God, I can't wait for my head to hit my beautiful pillow. Hard day? Awful. I felt as though I've tried to do a thousand things and failed to accomplish anything. And you, my poor husband, how are you? me? Yes, darling. Am I neglecting you terribly? Straight in from work and then straight up to bed? Can I steal some of your toothpaste? i run out again. Sure. Go ahead. Thanks.
2: And it's not so bad. What? I said I don't feel as though you're neglecting me. I mean, after all, if we're only going to see each other twice a day, then I could think of worse places than that bedroom.
4: Ever that romantic?
2: Oh, I try. Now come here, good wife, and show me why else I married you. Wait. What's wrong? What are you doing? Ah, I get it. Listen, I can honestly say that I didn't...
4: Shh, Okay. My bloodhound nose detects no more meat smells, so we should forget this morning's little incident. Okay?
2: Really, I, I have no Shh, idea. Shh,
4: let's just forget it. Okay. And I love you.
2: And I love you too.
4: Sorry about earlier. You know how bad I am in the mornings.
2: <gasps> no, no, it was my fault for being snappy. What's wrong?
4: Sorry, darling, I know this is boring, but I have this mega important meeting in the morning and I need my eight hours. Uh, You okay with that?
2: Yeah, yeah, no problem.
4: Sure, I could always... No,
2: no, no, I'm fine, really. I am. I didn't marry you just because you were super in bed, you know.
4: Oh, no? Then why did you marry me? For your money. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that my father owned a brewery pretty much clinched it for you. Pretty much, yeah. Good night, darling.
2: Good night. What did you marry me?
4: You made me laugh. Made. Oh, don't be picky when I'm sleepy, Robert. You know I hate that.
2: Yeah, sorry, I'll um let's get some sleep. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, god. Oh, god. oh god. God Mm. Oh, I love you so much. so oh, very, very
4: much. Oh. It's not Fiona, little piggy. It's me. Oh, God! Shh! It's okay, Robert, it's okay. You were having a nightmare. Christ!
2: For a second there, I thought...
4: It's okay, you're all right now. You're... Robert? What's this on the sheet? What have you... Oh, now that's disgusting. What?
2: Let me get the light. Ah. I see.
4: Oh, one wonders what the nightmare was. Clearly not that horrifying. Getting a bit old for wet dreams, aren't you? It was, uh... About bacon. I forgot. Oh, I think I'm getting deja vu. Didn't we do this yesterday? I'll clear it up. Please do. These sheets cost a fortune and I really don't want Mary seeing that mess when she strips the bed. I said I'll clear it up. Good, do it quietly. Some of us have work in the morning. Work? Is that all you think about? One of us has to, Robert. Good night. Good night.
2: You can't leave me alone, can you? Even when you're dead.
4: Oh, Robert, you made me jump. Didn't expect you to be up this early.
2: Where did you expect me to find me when you found the bed empty?
4: Oh, grumpy bear. That pot of coffee fresh. Fresh is.
2: Made it a couple of hours ago.
4: A couple of hours? That is early for you. I
2: couldn't sleep after me. But I just couldn't get back to sleep.
4: Oh, poor darling. Why don't you try and have a lay down now?
2: No. I mean, no, thanks. I'm, I'm fine. Are
4: you sure? You look really tired.
2: Well, that's okay, because I don't have any work to do, do I?
4: Why do you do that? Do what? Save up those pithy little remarks for imaginary slights. Imaginary? You said. And now you've got your own back, so we're even Stephen. Really, Robert, I'm going to have to seriously think about buying a scoreboard. More coffee? Who told you about that? About what? Oh, wait, I have to get this. Hi, yep. Yeah. Nope, I'm up fit and out of bed. <laughs> just a minute.
2: Who told you about that bloody scoreboard?
4: Okay, ciao. Ciao, darling, ciao. Who was that? Oh, just a client. So, uh, what were you saying about her? Uh... Nothing.
2: It's not important.
4: Okay, then, I have to fly anyway. Already? Yes, sorry to be such a bore. Such a lot to do. And if I don't get at least half done before the first telephone conference, I'll be totally lost.
2: Okay. See you later, then.
4: Probably not. What? I'm probably going to be very late tonight. Got a telephone conference with the bloody Americans at ten tonight, and I've no idea how long I'll be. Oh,
2: fine. See you when I see you, then.
4: Oh, don't be grumpy, Robert. You know I have to do this. Because
2: I don't do any work.
4: I didn't say that. You
2: did last night.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. You know how I can be if my sleep gets disturbed.
2: Yeah, you've told me. Touchy in the morning and bad-tempered in the evening. But perhaps you can tell me when the optimal time of day to talk would be.
4: Pity you don't write stuff like that anymore. Might actually sell. Well, then I get a kiss before I go to work.
2: Yes, of course. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just this disturbed sleep thing.
4: Yes, that's really made a grumpy bear out of you, hasn't it?
2: Maybe I'll take a walk in the park, get some air in my head.
4: OK, but, Robert... Yes? You won't do anything stupid, will you? Stupid? Yes, you know, like smoking.
2: Smoking is the stupidest thing you think I'll
4: do? Well, no, it's the most likely stupid thing I think you will do. Oh, please, Robert, promise me. You've been so good. It's been ages now since you last broke down and had one. Be ashamed to go back just because of a couple of sleepless nights. OK. Promise.
2: I said OK.
4: Good. Oh, gosh, isn't the time. I have to go. Phone me if you need anything. Such okay. a. See you later, darling.
2: Or well, not, as the case may be. God, that's good.
3: Excuse me?
2: <laughs> uh, hello?
3: It's Mr. Johnson, isn't it? Robert Johnson?
2: Sorry, do I know you?
3: No, no, I'm just Maggie. Maggie. You don't know me. I'm a friend of your wife's.
2: A friend of Fiona's?
3: Oh, sorry, I forgot you got married again after... Anyway, I was a friend of... Dara. Yes, well, sort of. I mean, we were on the same course in the sports centre just once. She said hello to me. Actually, she said hello, Maggie, which was so cool because we'd only just met the week before and I thought that she... Is
2: there something I can do for you, Maggie?
3: (laughs) No, not really. I just saw you walking in the park and thought I'd say hello. Recognised you from the paper. I was a big fan of your wife. Your ex-dead wife, I mean. Really? Yeah. I collected all the clippings from the paper and had them in a special scrapbook. Oh, she always looks so beautiful. It was tragic when she...
2: Sorry, uh, look, I don't mean to be rude, but I was hoping to clear my head and get some air.
3: Smoking isn't going to help you, is it? I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I shouldn't have said that, I know. It's just I'm on this self-assertion course and they tell you to say things like that.
2: Well, clearly it's having a positive effect on you and if you don't mind, I'll wish you a good morning.
3: Right. Sorry to have disturbed you. I'll be off now.
2: Now, wait. Maggie. Yes? Did you say you were on a course with my... with Dala? I didn't know she took anything like that.
3: Oh, yeah, she did a few, or at least I saw her on a few. It was hard, though. Every time she came into a new group, they always wanted to take photos, get autographs, be her friend.
2: Oh, I can imagine she hinted that. Sorry? I said, which course did you take? Assertiveness?
3: No, that's new this year. Last year, I was into herbal therapies, Tai Chi, and other natural ways of becoming at one with my place in the world.
2: And did it work?
3: No, not really, but I met some nice people doing it. Meeting Darla was like a dream come true for me. I can remember the day I first saw her. I thought I was dreaming, which was funny, really, because the class was about dreaming.
2: What? What did you say? No, wait!
3: Ow! Mr Johnson, let go of my arm. What did you say? Me. What
2: course did you say she took?
3: Ow! If you don't let go, I'll scream. Tell
2: me about the course.
3: It was about dreams and stuff. I don't remember. I only went twice. Let go! I don't know what you did that for. It was just a stupid course full of mumbo-jumbo. If it wasn't for Darla, I wouldn't have even bothered with it.
2: I'm sorry. Look, I'm, I'm not holding you. Now, tell me. What was the course called?
3: I told you I don't remember. And there's no need to be like that. If you want to be left on your own, you could just say. You don't have to become all violent.
2: Maggie! Maggie! I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to... It's just... I've not been sleeping very well.
1: Darling, whatever's wrong? You look awful.
2: Oh, God, not again.
1: Calm down, my sweet. You've just woken up. It's morning and you're down at the summer house by
2: the lake. No, I'm not. I'm asleep and this is a dream. I know that. I sold this place. I, I got rid of it for a loss just to get it out of my life. But why, Robert? You loved this house. Loved. Past tense. Everything is past tense with you. Everything is ruined and ransacked by your little mind games. Oh,
1: poor little piggy. Still likes to blame everyone else for his own disappointments.
2: This is a nightmare. You are a nightmare.
1: I am your wife.
2: Not anymore. I divorced you and you are dead. I think that takes degree nice eye to its definitive stake, don't you?
1: Robert, you love me.
2: You know you do. No, I don't. And what's more, I don't believe I ever did.
1: <laughs> now, we both know that's a lie. One point to me. Where's the scoreboard? Oh, I
2: wish you'd shut up. I that bloody scoreboard... Every argument. There you are, licking your finger and marking one more point on that bloody imaginary scoreboard of yours.
1: Perhaps I should have bought a real one. A blackboard, perhaps.
2: Perhaps I should have killed you before you had a chance to kill yourself.
1: Perhaps you did.
2: Now what's that supposed to mean? Hmm? Why are you here? Why do you keep haunting me?
1: Guilty conscience.
2: Yours or mine? You're Silly. You've had enough to feel guilty about. Really? Oh, you know you did. I still have the scars, the marks from all those cuddles you gave me, the ones where you ripped into me with your nails. That
1: was self-defence. It was
2: because you couldn't get your own way. (laughs) And this from a man who can't bear to lose an argument. you know it's true. You know what happened in this house, why I couldn't bear to come back here. You you remember that night when...
1: When I terrorised you. (laughs) Yes, me... The five-foot brute of a woman attacking the six-foot trembling man.
2: Tell me, Robert, what's wrong with this picture? Oh, well, that's how it happened. You know it. Right here in this living room, you, you took advantage because I never wanted to hit a woman. But you did. To stop you. You did hit me, didn't you? You had a knife. Did I? Yes. Did I really? Yes, 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 you had a knife. You, you had a knife and you tried to kill
1: me. No, oh, yes, eventually I had a knife, but only after you hit me. no.
2: No, it didn't happen that way. It didn't. I'm telling you, it didn't happen like that. I think you should wake up now.
5: Excuse me, sir. Sir, I think you should wake up now.
2: What?
5: What's happening? I'd like you to sit up if you could, sir. That's right. Lovely. Thank you.
2: Who are you? What's going on?
5: My name is Police Constable Scott and I've received a complaint from a woman who says you grabbed her by the arm here in the park. Maggie? Her name is Maggie, yes. Are you saying this allegation is true, sir? Where am I? You're in the park, sir. Have you been drinking?
2: What, this time of day? No, of course not.
5: No, of course not, sir. Then can you explain why you fell asleep on the bench? (laughs)
2: I don't remember. I, I've not been sleeping well.
5: well. You seem to be doing all right to me, sir.
2: What did you say?
5: About this young lady. Well, it.
2: The... Oh, right. Oh, there was a misunderstanding. We were talking about my wife. I mean, my ex-wife. I mean, my dead wife, and... On the
5: subject of your wife, sir, are you aware that in your sleep you were talking about your wife and mentioning a knife... Repeatedly.
2: Of course I wasn't aware. I was asleep.
5: Careful, sir. I'm only following an investigation. Into what?
2: Random arm-grabbing in the park? Don't you have any real crimes to solve?
5: I wonder, sir, if you can tell me the whereabouts of your wife. This
2: is rather ridiculous. I've been having some trouble sleeping. You
5: assaulted a young woman in broad daylight? Oh,
2: come on, that's a bit strong. I think, sir,
5: you'd better come along with me. Taxi.
0: Yes,
5: love? St Michael's Court,
4: please, Hampstead.
0: Yeah, okay. jump in.
4: Come on, Robert, get in.
2: Fiona, I am so dreadfully sorry. Don't,
4: Robert. Don't say a word. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't really want to talk to you at all.
2: Darling.
4: When you told me you would show me the world, I didn't realise that would include our local police station.
2: Fiona, please. I have
4: never, never been so mortally embarrassed in my life. Two uniformed police officers turned up at the office. Two, wanting to know if I'm all right. If I'm all right! What the bloody hell is going on?
2: It was that bloody stupid policewoman. She heard me mumbling something in my sleep and decided to base a murder inquiry on it. Murder? She heard me. She thought she heard me saying something about knives. And me? No, not you. Look, can we do this later? No,
4: we bloody can't. Who are you talking about? Nobody. Nobody?
2: I was having a dream.
4: In the past?
2: Yes, I, I nodded off. I, I just sat down to have a cigarette. A and,
4: cigarette? Oh,
2: please, Fiona. I think after the events of today, smoking can be placed a poor last in terms of concern.
4: I can't believe you said that. Oh,
2: darling. You know
4: full well that my father died of smoking-related diseases. He was 82. 82 is hardly old in this day and age.
2: Yes, of course. How can I possibly forget it when you constantly remind me?
4: Well, I'm sorry if my father's death is so insignificant to you. Oh, Fiona. And uh, what about the... What about the girl you attacked? I didn't.
2: I didn't attack her. I just grabbed her arm.
4: Why? Because... <sighs> not important. Oh, that's okay, then. We'll use that as a defence, shall we? It's okay, my lord. It wasn't important. Case dismissed. We
2: won't have to use anything. You heard the desk sergeant. She's is pressing charges. Apparently something to do with being a fan of my wife's.
4: A fan of mine? What are you talking about?
2: Sorry, uh, um... Darla! Yes. Sorry, I... Just a slip of the tongue. I'm, I'm so tired at the moment. It's... it's... The damn sleeping thing.
4: A year now. Over a year that woman's been dead and still she interferes with our relationship. It didn't sound like you were having any trouble sleeping in the park. Don't you start. Please.
2: Can we stop this now? We're nearly there. Excuse me. Just there on the right, please.
0: Right, mate. That's £8.20.
2: Fiona, um...
4: Yes, Robert, I've got it. Always got it.
1: Darling, welcome back. Have you had a good day?
2: Oh, God, please not again.
1: Shall I take that as a no?
2: Why is this happening to me? Two weeks, two bloody weeks of this non-stop, every night, the same bloody thing. Oh,
1: poor little piggy. You look so worn out. Is she feeding you properly? You know vegans vegan should take vitamins. It's
2: nothing to do with not eating meat. It's because I haven't had a decent night's sleep in a fortnight, and that is because of you.
1: This is nothing to do with me, darling. This is your dream, not mine. Oh, please,
2: I don't care any more. Just go, just leave me alone. Poor little piggy,
1: come for a cuddle. don't touch me. I was just hiding your hair. Oh,
2: don't, I don't want you to. I don't like it,
1: of course, silly me. I keep forgetting the things you don't like me doing. silly, silly me. All these faults I have. Must be like living with a monster.
2: Oh, here we go again.
1: All those things I do wrong. Fiddling with your hair, talking too much. Crimes of the century. While well, the things I don't like about you are... <laughs> what did you call them?
2: Oh, yes. Neurotic fantasies. Dalla. We had this argument a thousand times when we were married and then on the phone after we split up and then in the street when we were getting divorced and then by letter when I put that injunction on you. It never ever got resolved then. Why would we have a chance of doing that now when you're dead?
1: Robert, I wish you'd stop saying that. Yes, I remember that silly judge in court getting high and mighty with me. Handing out injunctions when he should be dealing with real criminals. A little man with too much power. Looked like the type that liked the crop.
2: You had to be stopped. You attacked me in the street.
1: After I found out about Fiona. Can you blame me? You're screwing that agent of yours, I said. And you said I was having another neurotic fantasy. After I found out the truth, of course... I started to
2: wonder just how many of my other fantasies were neurotic. If it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't have gone anywhere near her. The way you acted, you practically threw us tighter. Oh,
1: so it's my fault. My fault you booked all those grubby little weekends away with her. My fault you screwed her. What's wrong, darling? Things not going so well now. Sex a little less exciting outside the
2: boundaries of an office fling. You should know. You screwed enough directors when we were married. Take that back. Stay away from me. Or what? You'll hit me? I don't want to get hurt. By me?
1: (laughs) Little intsy wincy me? What could I do to a big, strapping
2: man like you? You know what you do. Those nails of yours aren't grown to make you look prettier. We both know that. Do we? I thought you liked my nails. No, I don't.
1: In bed you did.
2: That was different.
1: You still haven't taken it back.
2: Ow! And You bitch. Look at that. You cut me J- just like you used to. Like you always did when you couldn't win an argument. When you-, when you couldn't get your own way. Just like you did when you... Found out about Fiona? Yes. Y- you remember what I did, Robert? Do you remember what
1: you did? What? Nothing to say now? Come on, Robert. Isn't it time to face the truth?
2: Which truth? The one that actually happened? Or the one that you replay in your head so often you think it's real? Or the one you went on TV to lie your way through? I only told the truth as I remembered it. But that wasn't how it happened. Do you know how pathetic you looked? Prostituting yourself on those chat shows for a bit of petty revenge. You bastard piggy. Ow! My back! Damn you, darling! You've cut me again! Look at this blood. This is being defenceless, is it? Don't you realise I went on those shows
1: to save our marriage? I did it for us. For us?
2: You washed all our dirty linen on TV to save our marriage? I wanted you back. And the best way was to attack me in the press.
1: Do you know how degrading that
2: was? Traipsing from TV
1: studio to TV studio, sitting on stupid coloured sofas, talking to stupid people. Surrounded by wannabes and has
2: Oh, poor, poor, darling. Wannabes and has You don't really fit into either of those, do you? Never really a was, so can't really said to be a has I
1: have my fans. Oh,
2: right. A bunch of neurotic housewives that remember you in a radio soap that stopped airing 20 years ago. Are
1: all women neurotic to you? Anyway. At least I have fans. (laughs) All you have is a bunch of idiots on exam courses reading your back catalogue.
2: At least I have a back catalogue.
1: Face the truth, Robert. You are a failure. You failed as a writer, as a husband, as a man. Oh,
2: please. I've had worse reviews than that in The Observer. If that's the best you can do, I think it's time for me to wake up out of boredom. You
1: are a brutal, violent man.
2: That is absolutely ridiculous. You hit me. Can you deny that? Oh, not this bit again. Must we? Must we do this again? You've tortured me with this every night for two weeks. I can't stand to hear it anymore.
1: I want you to admit the truth. You beat me. You treated me so badly while I gave you everything.
2: I can't just admit to something you think is the truth. And even if I did, it it still wouldn't make it true. I didn't beat you. One time I pushed you onto the bed. One time. And the bruise on my arm after you pushed me onto the bed? was where your arm hit the bedside cabinet. It was an accident. You know full well it wasn't. My
1: arm hit that cabinet with enough force to almost have a fracture.
2: How can you almost have a fracture?
1: You didn't just push me, Robert. You threw me.
2: I had to do something. You were flailing me with your nails. What was I supposed to do? Stand there and be a human target? You were supposed to be a man! And that gives you the right to scar me for life? You ungrateful little piggy.
1: I earned money so that you could write, work those horrible acting jobs, slept with God knows who just to keep you in
2: typewriters and notebooks. Oh, you worked for your daddy's production studio. He gave you the least he could get away with and still write you off to taxes.
1: I still had to take any role he offered me. Do you know how humiliating that was?
2: Of course I know. I listened to you telling me about it for ten years, didn't I?
1: And then you repay me by beating
2: me. I did not beat you. I did not hit you. You need help, Robert.
1: Professional help.
2: I am fine. It's you. You're the mad one. You were the one with the knife. You were the one who tried to kill me.
1: I loved you. I had to make you see that Fiona didn't, couldn't love you like I did. Then you threw it back at me. What could I do? Watch you take everything I had worked for and then simply walk away? You must have hated me from the start. You must have despised the
2: ground I walked on. And that isn't true. That isn't true. It's just... Oh, God. What have I got to do to make this stop? Please someone make it stop. I am so tired. I really can't stand any more of this.
1: Oh, poor little piggy is crying. Don't cry, piggy. Don't cry. Come to Darla, little piggy. Come to me. That's right. Shh. Come to me. Come into my arms. Come for a
4: cuddle.
2: No. No, wait. Your knife. They're hurting me.
4: Please, don't, please. No! No! Robert, for God's sake, Robert, wake up.
2: Oh, my God. My God, where am
4: I? You're at home in bed having another bloody dream. Two weeks of this. It's driving me mad.
2: It's driving you mad?
4: Sorry, that was insensitive of me. But two weeks of sleepless nights and you still won't tell me what these dreams are about.
2: I need to use the bathroom.
4: For God's sake, talk to me. Talk to me. Darling. Oh, Jesus! It's okay, it's me. What the hell are you trying to do? I just wanted to see if you were all right. Clearly I'm not needed. Fiona. I'll leave you to it. Wait a minute. What's that on your back? What? Is that blood? It looks like blood. It looks like Robert. Are those scratch marks? Where did they...
2: She did them. She? Darla.
4: But Darla's
2: Dead, I know. But every night for the last two weeks, she's in my dreams. Oh. No, no, it's not like that. It's like... It's like she's waiting for me waiting to torture me every single time I close my eyes I'm beginning to dread the night I can't even close my eyes without being afraid
4: Oh darling, come here for a cuddle What? It's okay, come here Darling, I want you to listen to me and I don't want you to take this the wrong way I think you need to get some help What? I said you need some help
2: Professional help?
4: Well, yes, That sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? You've obviously been thinking about it too.
2: No, No, I haven't. Then
4: why... She
2: said it too. Exactly those words. You need professional help, she said.
4: Who said? You mean Darla? Yes,
2: Darla. She said exactly what you just said. Something you want to tell me.
4: Oh, you can't be serious. Just tell me. Tell you what? That I'm conspiring with your dead ex-wife to drive you mad in your dreams? Are you actually listening to yourself, Robert? Can you actually hear how crazy that sounds? <gasps> yes. Oh God you're right. I'm sorry. She's Shh, It's OK. It's
2: OK. She's, she's driving me crazy. I mean literally crazy.
4: <laughs> she's dead, Robert. It's just a bad dream. But you really do need some help, really. You need to see someone. Will you do that for me, please?
2: Yes. I'll, I'll see someone tomorrow. And I'm just the person.
4: It's for the best. Look, there's this chap I know. I, I have seen him. You've seen him? For God's sake, Robert, I had to do something. Two weeks of this screaming in the night. It's driving me mad too, so I saw someone. Perhaps you should see him too. No.
2: I mean, I mean yes, I will. But first, I need to see someone else. Come on, come on, where are you? Oh, at last. Hey, you! Hey! Maggie! Over here! Oh, it's you!
3: Go away!
2: No, no, wait! I just want to talk.
3: Well, I don't want to talk to you. Go away.
2: Please, Maggie. It's about Darla.
3: What about her? Don't come any closer.
2: I just need to ask one question and then I'm gone. You won't see me again.
3: Okay, but if you come near me... I'll use this. What is it? Rape alarm. A hundred and fifty decibels in your ear. If you so much My
2: ad- God, woman, I only want to talk with you.
3: That's what you said the last time before you attacked me. Attack?
2: Oh, come on. I just held your arm.
3: <sighs> Hard enough to bruise it. Really? Well, not actually bruise, but there was a red mark.
2: Maggie, I am so sorry.
3: So okay, I suppose. Least said, soonest mended, my mum always said.
2: Maggie, I need to ask you a very important question. It's about the course you were on.
3: With Darla? Yes,
2: with Darla. I need to know what it was about. I mean, you said it had something to do with dreaming.
3: That's right, dreaming. It was something to do with meditation during sleep and then some kind of of out-of-body thing you were supposed to do. Uh, To be honest, I couldn't concentrate on what he was saying. Why not? It was just boring.
2: Right. OK. Listen, Maggie, this is very important. Now, when you say out of body, what did that mean exactly?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I only went once. The bloke who ran it, he was a bit of a creep. Kept looking down my top, so I pretended not to notice and spent all my time staring at the ceiling. Gave me a neck ache, then I had a headache. Ended up having to cancel my hairdressing appointment, which was a shame, because it was the next day my sister's yeah, birthday... Oh,
2: Maggie, Maggie, please... You have to remember more than that.
3: Get back, mister. You take one more step and I push the magic button. The what? The magic button. On the whaler here. <clears throat> Did you like the way I said that? I learnt that last Tuesday in assertion training.
2: Yes, it was uh, very assertive. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I came too close, but. Please, please, think carefully. Can you remember anything else about the course?
3: Like what?
2: Like who the teacher was.
3: Oh, that's easy. Mr Steinberg, which is German, see. And I was taking a German course at the time, too. Although I didn't go back after the second week because it was on the fourth floor of my asthma, just bad. A
2: Steinberg, you sure?
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I looked it up in my German dictionary, and it means Stony Hill, which is the name of the estate I live on. That's how I remembered it. I thought it was an omen at first, but it wasn't.
2: Hmm. What?
3: Wasn't an omen. I mean if it was, I would have liked the class better, wouldn't I? Unless it was an omen that I would meet Darla. Never thought of it like that before, to be honest. But... Hey, where are you going? We're finished talking, then?
2: Uh, yes, Yeah. thanks. Uh, sorry, I have to go.
3: OK, fine, it's just that most people say goodbye.
4: Hello? Robert? I'm home. Robert?
2: Phil, you're back. Good. That's great. I mean, that is really great. I've, I've been doing some research, and I think I've found the answer.
4: The answer to what?
2: The answer to what? The answer to my dreams. The reason I get them. The answer.
4: Oh, Robert, I thought
2: we agreed you need professional help. Oh, no, darling. You agreed. I just nodded.
4: Don't be flippant, Robert. I'm only trying to look after you. What have you found?
2: (laughs) Come and see. I've been doing some research. I've looked into Dr Steinberg. Doctor who? Dr Steinberg. The man who ran the course Darla was on.
4: What course? Darling, you're not making much sense. The one with Maggie. Maggie. The one she took with Maggie, you know, the
2: girl from the park.
4: Oh God, don't tell me you've been bothering people in the park again. Listen to me.
2: Maggie told me Darla took a course with Dr. Steinberg, and do you know what the good doctor teaches? Is it important? It's more than that, it's the key. Look, if you don't believe me, read it for yourself.
4: Let me see. Dream awareness. What's this got to do with anything? This bit. Read this bit. Okay, okay. Keep calm. Dr. Steinberg shows how to realize and release the power of your dreams through transmeditation techniques. These can be taught by buying one low-cost set of tapes for 29.99 a month. And darling, this is just mumbo-jumbo mysticism trying to con a quick park. Don't you see? Can't you see?
2: It's the key. Look, here, scroll down. yeah, there, th- no, no, up, up,
4: there. Read that, read it, read it. God, how much coffee have you been drinking? I have to stay awake. Read it, Fiona. It's important. OK, OK. We won't solve anything by getting hyper, will we? Let's see. The Doctor... Doctor of what, we might ask? ...shows you how to enter the dreams of loved ones... Uh, ...to be uniquely at one with them in the twilight world of Nevermore. Robert, you're not suggesting... Oh, I am.
2: Darla learnt how to enter dreams. My dreams. And she's been doing it now for the last few weeks...
4: Now we have the proof. This isn't proof. It's an internet page of gobbledygook from a quack trying to separate gullible people from their money. And quite aside from that, Darla is dead. She's been dead for over a year. Ah, but we don't know that, do we? We don't know for sure. You think she faked her own suicide? It's possible. She was a famous actress. Everyone knew her face. Where would she hide?
2: Plastic surgery.
4: Oh, please, Robert. You're being ridiculous. Then
2: she's doing it... From beyond the grave.
4: Okay, that's it. I've heard enough. It
2: has to be the answer. It it has to be. Well, have you got a better explanation?
4: A better explanation than your ex-wife invading your dreams from beyond the grave? Oh, no, clearly I couldn't have a better explanation than that. Now could I? Darling, as a matter of fact, I have got an explanation, although you may not like it.
2: You think I'm going mad?
4: I think you are suffering from stress. Stress caused by writer's block. Somewhere in this situation, your imagination has started working overtime on unresolved issues with Darla. Who told you that? you professional man. As a matter of fact, he did. It's really that simple, darling. All you need to do is to come to terms with it and then you will see all these paranoid delusions for what they are. Paranoid delusions? What? What about the
2: scratches on my
4: back? Self-inflicted, created by your subconscious mind while you slept. Well,
2: and, and the smell of bacon? Did I cook that while I slept? Did I, did I go shopping for it too, wash up and clear away the evidence before I went back to bed? I,
4: I'm not an expert. I don't have all the answers. No, you don't. Uh, darling, listen to me. I, I went to see him again today and he gave me something. He said it would help you sleep.
2: Oh no, no way. I am not going to sleep until we have solved
4: this. But you have to sleep sometime. Don't you realise
2: she's waiting for me?
4: No, she isn't. Look, this is a strong sedative, that's all. It will help you get a good night's sleep, and then you'll be able to see things clearly again. I don't want to sleep. Don't you get it?
2: Not with her waiting on the other side. Have you any idea what that's like? You
4: have to sleep sometime. <laughs> no, I don't. At least not yet.
2: I can stay awake long enough to figure out how to fight her. I just need some more coffee. I'll just get it.
4: Oh. Darling?
2: Okay. Just a a bit dizzy, that's all.
4: I'm not surprised. It's because you've not been sleeping and you've drunk enough coffee to kill an elephant. Look, you sit down and let me get the coffee, OK? Yeah,
2: OK. No, wait. No tricks.
4: What? No, of course not. Darling, I'm on your side, remember? Look, I'll leave the box of pills here so you can see them and you can take one when you're ready to. How does that sound?
2: Okay. Thank you, Fiona. Thank you. I I didn't mean to. I, I just need some help to get through this. If I can stay awake long enough.
4: Shh, now, let me just get that coffee. There's not much left in the pot. I'll make you a fresh cup of instant. Yeah,
2: yeah, fine. Whatever. You know, the fascinating thing about this dream therapy is the amount of documented cases there are. Thousands of people claim to have visited the dreams of others. I had no idea.
4: Sorry, darling, I can't hear you. Won't be a moment.
2: I'd even read of aborigines that can enter a dreamlike state for years on end, surviving by gathering nutrition from other people's dreams.
4: There's your coffee, darling. I brought you an aspirin, too. Thanks.
2: I've got a nasty one brewing.
4: Yes, I thought I could see it in your face there. I can always tell when you have that wince in your left eye. It feels
2: like a nail being driven into the back of my... Wait. This is a trick.
4: No, of course it isn't. I just want to...
2: This isn't an aspirin. It's a sedative. Oh, th- of
4: course it isn't. I promised I wouldn't do that, and the pot with the pills has been sitting on your desk since I came in. How would I have got one out?
2: No tricks.
4: No tricks.
2: Okay. Now, listen to me. This this is very important.
4: Okay, let me sit down. You should too.
2: If you look here, I've made a list of people who've made statements talking about dream sharing.
4: Wow, that's a long list.
2: Exactly. And here, I've listed the names of all those conducting research into this field.
4: Not such a long list. No
2: but that's good, because I emailed them today. All of them? Desperate times, Fiona, desperate times.
4: Yes, of course, I suppose you're right.
2: I've not had any response back from them yet, but... Early
4: days, perhaps by tomorrow. What's wrong, darling? Why are you looking at me like that?
2: Why aren't you arguing with me? What? When you came in, you thought I was crazy. Now you're nodding your head like a stuffed toy, why the sudden change you've heard? I'm
4: just trying to understand. Oh,
2: oh no. Oh, you didn't, Fiona. Tell me that that been... Tell me that it wasn't...
4: Now, Robert, don't worry. It's just a sedative. Just a sedative?
2: Do you... Do you know what you've done? Do you... Do you have any idea what you're condemning me to?
4: Sit down, darling, please. I realise.
2: A few hours... A few hours, that's all I've been sleeping. But the dreams, they feel like I've been trapped in there for days. How long will it put me out for?
4: I don't know, I can't... How long? I don't remember. Something like ten hours. The doctor said it was fast acting. In fact, it's probably best if you... Where are you going? I have to get out of here. Ten hours? That would be weeks in a dream. Weeks! I just want you to be well again, Robert. Please don't go out. The doctor said... I have to get out of here. I have to... Find a way to stay awake. No, Robert, don't! Robert! Robert, look out!
0: This is Palmer Johnson.
4: Yes, Doctor. Robert, how is he? Is he going to be all right?
0: I'm afraid I have some bad news. Oh, God, no. Mr Johnson sustained multiple injuries from the accident, including a severe head trauma. I'm afraid your husband has lapsed into a coma, a very deep one. I'm having the results checked, but...
4: I gave him a sedative just before he... He was having this problem with sleep, you see, and I gave him one of my pills. Do you think it it might... No, that's
0: unlikely to be the cause. The head injury your husband sustained caused a blood clot to form on the brain... We've been able to remove that, but... the pill I gave him... No, it it was the accident. I can assure you that a sedative wouldn't cause this level of coma.
4: Sorry, I'm babbling.
0: It's okay. This must have been quite a shock for you.
4: When will he wake up then, Doctor? What's wrong? Tell me.
0: Your husband suffered a significant brain injury. These types of injuries and the resulting coma are very difficult to predict.
4: Are you saying he will never wake up?
0: We have no way of knowing. All I can say is that your husband could remain in a coma for some significant amount of time... There is some good news, though. We have been able to detect brain activity. A surprising amount, in fact, for a coma patient.
4: I must see him. Can I see him?
0: Yes, of course. He's in intensive care at the moment. I'll take you after him now.
2: Hello? Who's there? Why is it so dark here? Where are the lights? Oh, God. God. my head hurts. What the hell happened?
1: Shh. It's okay. Fiona? No, darling, it's me. It's Dala. I
2: oh, know. No, I have to wake up.
1: Not this time, little piggy. You're not getting away from me again. We're going to spend a long, long time together.
2: No. Get away from me.
1: Lots of uninterrupted quality time for me and my little piggy. <laughs> this, this can't be happening. Now, why don't you come to me, darling? Come for a cuddle. No. <laughs> no. No.
0: <laughs> no. No. No! Dream On by Paul Eckert, directed by Tom Brazier, produced by Fran Kirkham, with Paul McEwen as Robert, Marielle Runacre-Temple as Darla, Kesty Morrison as Fiona, Hannah Almond as Maggie, Lawrence Dobiers as the taxi driver and the doctor, and Annie Clark as the policewoman. Dream On was recorded at Quince Studios and engineered by Matt Walters. Editing sound effects, mixing and original music by Audio Mill. Visit www.wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more audio downloads.